All right. All right. Welcome. Thank you for joining me outside today. Um, I don't know about you, but sometimes I've felt like 2020 is more than enough. <laughs> um, but I want to tell you today that God has more than enough spiritual strength for you. We're on part two uh, today of having a look at Ephesians chapter 3 verses 14 through 21. And today in particular, I want to look at verse 17 that says this, then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. There's really a lot to unpack here, and I think it's helpful for us to be aware of the context. Okay, so people who call themselves Jesus followers have decided that this was inspired by God and is helpful for us, but who was writing, who were they writing it to, and what was going on? So Paul is writing this under God's inspiration. Paul had already been to Ephesus two times. On the second visit, he was with them for more than three years. And he, along with other people, other Christians, um, had led multiple people in Ephesus to faith in Jesus. And you could see the stories in Acts chapter 18 and verse 20. And there were dramatic things that happened. There were miracles that were happened. There was a bit of a revolt that happened. Um, and it's good to have a look at that story so you get an idea of what's going on. Now, Ephesus is uh, a city with uh, diversity, uh, with a lot of different things going on, and with ordinary people that had gone through difficulties in their life. It was central, actually, for around 230 towns or villages, uh, diverse people. Paul has um, now writing to them while being imprisoned in Rome, which you see in Acts chapter 28, under threat of being killed. And so these words that he writes to them, these letters that he writes, uh, this letter that he writes, these words are important. They matter. It, it wasn't just a uh, a quick text. It was a, this is a letter, this could be the last thing uh, that I say to you. And different than some of the other letters that you see in the New Testament, it's not written to address uh, a controversy, a, a problem, but it's actually written uh, for all of the believers in that region for help. And, and the, the one of the main topics is love, God's love, the agape love, which is committed, which is steady, which is not selfish, which is patient, which is kind, which is powerful, which is not what normally comes to humans. Uh, so love and then also grace, the love and grace that come to us from God, uh, an undeserved gift, not because of anything that we've done to deserve it. Um, and also a part of when we are joined together in unity in relationship with Jesus, when we have believed that Jesus is the answer, is the way to salvation, that brings about this love, this grace, this unity. So that that's the 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 main uh, theme of the letter, and the verses that we're looking at now are around the turning point. And right before uh, this passage, actually, he's talked about two things in setting up this very important turning point in the letter. And the two things that he's, he's mentioned is that, hey, because of Jesus, we now can be in the presence of God. 
And second, he writes that God's purpose is being accomplished even while he is suffering. So it sets up this this verse to be, hey, this is important. Think about it. Be aware of it. Uh, Listen to what I'm saying. It can be life-changing. It can be helpful. And so again, the verse is, then Christ, Jesus Christ, will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. I want to say today that it's reasonable for us to believe that God's love is the source of our spiritual strength. And in the midst of everything that's going on in the world around us, if we uh, are compassionate and caring, we can be weighed down by everything that's going on and the brokenness in the world around us. And it is good and right to lament, uh, to grieve, to speak out for what is right and call what is right, right, what is wrong, wrong. It is Uh, The only way we can be helpful to other people is when we are uh, understanding what they're going through, when we are suffering with them. And and so here we are uh, before Jesus returns or before before we pass from this earth and go to heaven. We're in this place uh, of tension, of pressure. And actually God created us for it, is giving us this short-term opportunity to be here. But we can become overwhelmed If we're more focused on what's going on around us or even more focused on what's going on inside us than we are on God. And so it's important for us to not be clueless about what's going on inside us or the world around us, but also not be clueless about what God is saying, about what God's thoughts are. It's important for us to abandon a me-first life and instead live a God-first life. And I, I hope that that thought is helpful to you. And because... This uh, this idea of Jesus being at home in our hearts is not just some weak, cotton candy, thin, uh, uh, touchy-feely kind of uh, emotional idea. It is a very real, powerful, life-changing, transformational idea. And it does require us to make a particular decision. Am I, am I accepting Jesus? Am I welcoming Jesus? And am I... Uh, And what God has desired is to have a close and personal relationship with us, that we would be at home with him, that he would be at home with us. And it's uh, notable for us to, to read here, it's as we trust him. And if you read the first three chapters of this letter, what you see clearly there and in all throughout in my view, the rest of scripture, God is not asking for blind trust, but instead God has proven himself over and over and over to millions of people before we were even born. And here are all the things that God has already done for us so that our trust of God is not blind, but is actually, um, a part of a living relationship where we have taken in a lot, we have learned a lot, we have observed a lot about who God is, and come to find that God is worthy of trust. Now, I know that when we have been damaged by uh, relationships in our life and pain in our life, that trust can be very, very difficult. Uh, I just want to, again, call our attention to the fact that God is not human, And God is different than the people that have hurt you. Would you give God a chance? Would you investigate, read, 
learn about who God is and take that into consideration. It's a living relationship. And this word trust here means to rely on. I'm going to put my weight on. I'm going to depend on. And that's really what is being talked about. It's a living relationship with God where Jesus makes his home in our hearts. We're at home with him as we trust in him, as we are relying on him. It's a living relationship and it is a maintained experience. Now, I also just want to point out that there are actually, in the original language here in this verse, there are two words that jump out that we don't quite catch real well from the New Living, uh, which says, Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. In the original language, we get two different words here, rooted and grounded. And they're specific words. And one relates to trees like I am surrounded by here today. And the other refers to like the foundation of a building. And so let's talk about that. Now, first, let's talk about the word rooted. Um, I, You know, I grew up in Oregon. I love getting out into the outdoors uh, for, you know, for hiking and, and, and for a variety of things, but also just to breathe the air, to uh, uh, to be at peace, uh, to have fun, to relax, maybe take a nap, uh, but to also just enjoy um, mystery, think new things to learn about um, out in the forest. And trees like this one here, which has been around for decades and decades and decades, it has roots that draws from the soil. It draws from the dirt that's around it. Uh, water, minerals, oxygen that are the, the lifeblood of the tree, that help the tree grow. Um, and, and I don't know about you, but um, how strong the tree is was something that I was thinking about when I was on a rope swing from a tree by the bank of a river to swim out and jump into the water, I looked at that tree and I thought, can that tree hold that rope? The health of the tree is connected to the life of those roots. Let's look at a couple passages of scripture where that, that the people who read this letter would have been learning about what God's idea was on this idea of being rooted. Jeremiah chapter 17, verses 7 and 8. Blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made their Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a riverbank with roots that reach down deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. Wow. What a picture that people who have this kind of relationship with God can be full of life, get producing fruit in every season, no matter the, 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 the difficulty. We also see this in Psalm chapter 1, verses 1 through 3, right at the beginning there. Oh, the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked or stand around with sinners or join in with mockers, but they delight in the law of the Lord. They take delight in the things that God has said to us, meditating on it day and night. They are like trees planted along the riverbank, bearing fruit in each season. Their leaves neither wither, 
and they prosper in all they do. Here in the Psalms and the prophet Jeremiah, we see this same picture of life, of spiritual health, of people who are drawing strength from God. They're drawing strength. And in particular, here in Ephesians, it's the picture of uh, the, the love of God revealed through Jesus. It's important for us to identify that. And Jesus also referred to this analogy, taking it a little bit further, Matthew chapter 7, verse 20. Yes, just as you can identify a tree by its fruit, so you can identify people by their actions. Jesus is saying that what you are rooted in is going to have an impact in what is coming out of you. So, spiritual strength, we can have more than enough spiritual strength, even in this season, if we are rooted in the love of Jesus. Now, here we also get this word, grounded. And the idea is that God's love would be a foundation for every area of life. I'm going to put on the screen here a picture of uh, construction that's happening just a a block or so away from our house. And this is just where they're doing work for the foundation of the building. Uh, There's different kinds of foundations, actually several different kind of uh, foundations I was reading about this week. But the main idea of the foundation for a building is to keep it secure, keep it stable, and that would include being above ground and protected from if there's any uh, instability shifting of the earth beneath it. The dirt that's around it, if it settles in different ways and moves in different ways, the foundation is going to keep that house intact. Now we see that Jesus talked about this and what it means. And so right here in this letter, because the believers in Ephesus who were reading this, who who had difficulties in their life, who had found forgiveness and new spiritual life and ideas through Jesus, they would already have been uh, spending a great deal of time learning about hearing the things that Jesus taught. So let's look at one of those with this idea of a foundation. Matthew chapter 7 verses 24 through 27. Anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on a solid rock. Though the rain comes in torrents and the floodwaters rise and winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash." Well, this is something that we really should take into consideration. It should motivate us to get to know Jesus, to, 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 to welcome Jesus, to be at home in our hearts, but also to take serious learning the things that Jesus has taught, the things that Jesus has spoken. Because what Jesus is saying is that they will help bring stability to our life, strength and stability, even in a time of storm. You in a time of storm right now. The Jesus followers throughout the region took this into consideration. We see it in 1 Corinthians 3.9. You are God's building. Uh, Colossians 1.23. You must continue to believe this truth and stand firmly in it. Don't drift away from the assurance you received when you heard the good news. That He was reminding them that, hey, when we came to know that through Jesus there's salvation, there's forgiveness of sins, there's new spiritual life, it was good for us. It was helpful for us. 
And we need to stand firmly on it. It is a reliable thing. It, it is foundational to our lives. It's helpful to our lives. And we should treat it as such. We should stand on it, rely on it. Peter wrote this, which I, I really like. First Peter chapter 5 and verse 10. In his kindness, God called you to share in his eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while here, he will restore, support, and strengthen you. And he will place you on a firm foundation. This kind of life, this kind of strength, stability, uh, strength that goes beyond what you have in yourself, this is what God's about. Peter, who had a relationship with Jesus that was personal, saw him with his own eyes, heard him with his own ears. That was real to him. It, it was transformational to him. It was helpful to him. And we actually see the, this idea built earlier in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 20 through 22. Together, we are his house built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, meaning the things that were taught to us, which included, started with everything that Jesus had taught, this truth from God that he had brought. And the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through him, you Gentiles are also being made part of this dwelling where God lives by his spirit. What he's saying here in Ephesians, and this connects to the verse that we're focused on today, is that we each have this personal relationship with God where God is building, where God is constructing, where God is bringing strength and stability, but also in our strategic connectedness in the local church. As we are walking this life out together, as we are speaking the truth and love to each other, as we are learning that it is more blessed to give than receive, which was a main message for the Ephesian church leaders. All of these things help us to come together in this journey of faith, to strengthen each other in this journey of faith, and to help us keep our focus on Jesus. That's what this new life is. That's what this drawing, and I'm rooted, I'm drawing from the, the spiritual strength that comes from the love of Jesus. I'm building my life foundationally on the truth of the love of Jesus. What it means is that, listen, however it is that you think about yourself, however it is that you feel about yourself, don't start me first. Don't let that inform you more than anything else. Instead, receive the love that God has for you. Let the love that God has for you through Jesus Christ affect you more than anything you're thinking or feeling or other people are saying about yourself. Let it be a stronger thing, the thing that you rely on. Now listen, anything that you are thinking or feeling may be a... a, a a, 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 an indicator, maybe something where there's truth, maybe something where there's a mixture of truth and not truth. Uh, and, and, and they are helpful. They, they can be, any, the things that you are thinking and feeling um, or that other people are saying, they can be helpful companions at times, but they should not be the driver in the cockpit seat of the plane of your life. 
Jesus, the truth that God has communicated through Jesus of his love for you, that should be what's, what is the determining factor of which direction you're going. That should be what you're drawing strength from, spiritual strength from. That should be what you're building your life on, what you are relying on. God loves you. God loves you today. He understands you completely more than anyone else. And he loves you completely. He's drawing you in, not pushing you away. God loves you today. And God wants you to be changed, to be receiving new life by being rooted in the love of Jesus, by relying on, by building every area of your life on the foundation of the love of Jesus. So what do we learn about, um, what do we learn through all of this? Well, number one, the love of God comes to us through Jesus Christ by God's undeserved grace. It's not because you've been a good person. It's not because you've done something good. God, out of his grace, has given you his love and it comes through Jesus Christ. Number two, God's love is the source of our spiritual strength. We got to stop trying to do it just out of our own strength. Number three, we should be actively focused on God, relying on God and drawing strength from God. Number four, this includes searching out the truth and listening to what God has said. Hey, listen, whatever the topic is of, uh, in, in our world today, whatever your area of concern is in your life today, God has said something about it, something that is relevant to it. We should be searching those things out. So God's love comes to us through Jesus by God's undeserved grace. God's love is our source of spiritual strength. We should be actively focused on God, relying on God and drawing strength from God. And this includes searching out the truth, listening to what God has said. Hey, God created you by design and God loves you. God saved you because he loves you. He wants to be with you. He wants to spend time with you. He wants you to spend time with him. Not prayer as work, but relational time with God. And sure, this can include telling God about the things uh, that we're thinking and feeling, uh, asking God about the decisions we're making, bringing our cares to God. But it should also include just relational time, just thinking about who God is, the high quality of who God's is and God's character, thinking about the reality of your salvation, thinking about the love that God has, and, and thanking God for all of those things. So what should we do? Number one, make a decision to focus on Jesus Christ. This might be the most important thing I could say to you this week. It's normal. It's human. It is uh, the reality for all of us, for our focus to drift to other things. But it is most important that we are focused on Jesus Christ. And particularly in this season, just as we see in other scriptures, each of us, if you have received forgiveness and salvation through Jesus, my identity, the way I look at myself in the mirror, the way that I understand myself starts with Jesus. I am a Jesus follower before I am male, before I am a husband, before I am a father, before I, I am of this 
political party, that political party, of this race, of that race, of this culture, of that culture. Uh, my identity in Jesus should be first. Now, that's not going to be helpful to you. That's not going to be real to you until you are really focusing on who Jesus is. Learning about Jesus, reading about Jesus, thinking about Jesus. So make a decision to focus on Jesus Two, then choose to rely on Jesus. Choose. When, when, when you've gone through this, focusing on Jesus, choose to rely on Jesus. Because I'm telling you, Jesus is reliable. Jesus is trustworthy. Other people may have proven to not be reliable, to not be trustworthy. But Jesus is reliable. Jesus is trustworthy. So make a decision to focus on Jesus. Choose to rely on Jesus. Three, daily draw from the love of Jesus Christ for your spiritual strength. When you wake up in the morning, focus on the reality that God loves you through Jesus first. Carve out time. Wake up early enough. Do what you got to do. You got to run first, run first. You got to drink ice cold water first. Do that. Coffee, whatever it is you got to do first. But man, be all through that. Then be focusing on the reality of the love of Jesus. Then have quiet time. Where all you're doing is considering the love of Jesus. Are the roots of my life growing down into the love of Jesus? Am I building my life on the love of Jesus? This is most important. Now draw your spiritual strength. It should come from, hey, this is a change of my reality. This changes my perspective. This changes how I understand the world around me. God has loved me through Jesus. That changes everything. Make sure that that's your source of spiritual strength. Number four, search out what Jesus has said. I've talked about this a lot already. Uh, You've got eyewitness accounts that have been pulled together and organized and found to be reliable in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John in the New Testament. What is it that Jesus has said? Search those things out. And number five, uh, for our focus here on these few weeks, read Ephesians chapter 3, verses 14 through 21. Let me read it for us today. When I think of all this, I fall to my knees and pray to the Father, the creator of everything in heaven and on earth. I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust in him. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. And may you have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May you experience the love of Christ. Though it is too great to understand fully, then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Let me pray for you. God, I agree in faith with my brothers and sisters that you are our source of spiritual love. And God, we need help with this. Forgive us 
for where we have maybe have drifted from a focus on you. Forgive us for trying to do things out of our own strength. And God, here and now, Lord, we say we're turning to you. We're going to let the, the life source for us be the love of Jesus. Help us to turn to you, to focus on you. Lord, I pray for every person that they would be aware of your presence, that they would be aware of your companionship, that they would look to you as guide, and that they would truly be aware of your love, that they would sense it, that they would feel it, that it would bring transformation. I thank you for it, God, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Let me uh, leave us with this parting thought today. Everything in today's message is for you, and it's also for everyone else in your life. God's loving grace and spiritual strength is more than enough for you and your neighbor. Today, there's an invitation from the Holy Spirit for you to share it with the people who need it. Everyone is going through some kind of struggle. What if we... We're a source of help. What if we, instead of bringing people just our help and our thoughts and our strength, brought them into connection with the love of Jesus and God's unlimited resources, the unlimited amount of strength that comes through this love? Think about that. Ask God to help you in understanding what you should do for the people that he's put in your life. Hey, thank you so much for participating with this. Grace and peace to you. Have a great day.